pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. John Bozica, 1480 WHBC. So, you don't have to go far from here to find a current current controversy taking place revolving around the issue that there is oftentimes controversy around, and that is the topic of abortion. You go southwest of here to Lebanon, Ohio, and a Lebanon city council member has resigned in sites Frustration with the anti-abortion and gun measures that have currently taken place. We have that councilwoman on the line right now, council member in Krista Wyatt, who joins us. Krista, how are you this morning? I'm doing great, and I'll specify it's a a former council member who is a gun-owning Christian with values that um, differ very much from my former colleagues. So tell me about what kind of unraveled last week and thanks for joining by the way um but tell me about what kind of unraveled last week and and why you made this decision and what pushed you to this level of frustration well it's been probably the last two well year plus of my four-year term that uh, things really started to change um we invited people to ccws to bring their weapons to their to our council meetings which it was a matter of, um, per the law, maybe we could do that. But, you know, as a, as a former fire captain, I would tell my crew, just because you can doesn't mean you have to. And that brought a lot of controversy to our town. Um, and, again, I have guns. I have a CCW. It's, and I certainly want to take my gun where I, when I want to go somewhere. But never really thought I would need it in a council meeting. Um, so that has landed us in a lawsuit. Um, to where people think it was not a great move, and and I I, I don't really want to go into detail because I, you know, as a former council member, I know only know one side of it per se. But hundreds of thousands of tax dollars are going to be spent to defend this lawsuit, and the city attorney basically told us that's what was going to happen. So, but how I digress, um, I have endured since the start of my campaign um, the LGBT crap from this same group that pushed the anti-abortion measure. And there's no abortion clinic in Lebanon, um, none in Warren County, but they they decided they didn't want one to even come to Lebanon, which that alone is its own issue. This was done basically in secret for me um, at our first work session, I believe, without looking at a calendar, I think it was around May 4th. It was mentioned by a council member that he was going to talk to our attorney about the possibility of becoming a sanctuary city. The following week was a regular council meeting, and again, it was quote-unquote mentioned. Um, And then the following week, the work session, it all came loose. Um, You know, directing the city manager to put this on for legislation. I spoke my mind very clearly that I think they were stepping outside the duties of 
a city council member, uh, which are clearly stated in our charter. And I will take a stance that yeah, this is the United States of America. We don't take rights away from people. Um, and, and this is not about just taking rights away from women. We don't do that in this country. We fight for people's rights. Men and women have died to protect our rights. And here's a group of six people that are they're, they're driven by one primary woman in the county um, that's behind most of this. And they very clearly said, you know, we don't care. We're going to make that decision for women. And I said, um, after some conversations, and interestingly enough, now, growing up in Lebanon, I, I always say Warren County's so Republican, it's shaped like an R. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I can't help but have – I know more registered Republicans than I do anything else. And it was those people that were coming to me and calling me or texting me saying, hey, don't please don't hold this against me as a Republican. This group does not represent our entire party. Um my standard response that I've had to develop with these people is your party do something about it. Whether or not they will, it's up to them. But I, it just came to me when I had a couple of people that are very, very well educated. And I don't necessarily mean college. I mean, a couple of them are, but people that are educated in the process of government said to me, this is a far right evangelical fraction of our party that's hijacked your council. Wow. And it, at that point, I said, you know what? I don't want my name attached to it anymore. I was one of seven. Um, you know, our mayor that used to be somewhat moderate um, is no longer moderate. She went right with him. And I just, I think my parents would roll in their grave if I would have remained a part of this. Now, my parents were Republicans. They were Republican. My grandfather was a Democrat. But, um, you know, I, I think they would have been ashamed of me had I stayed a part of this council. And I, I, my, you're not from here. My mother's probably one of the best-known women to ever grace the city of Lebanon. She'd started our food pantry. She was a school secretary for 30 years. You know, my dad hired, opened one of the state prisons. I was the kid that I didn't sneeze that my parents didn't know about it. And <laughs> the people that have reached out to me, it's just been incredible. Um, but I think, I think they're proud. You know, it's just a matter of taking my stance saying I'm not going to have my good family name connected to this group of people. And that was the end of it. Well, and, and, and obviously it is a challenging situation to say the least. And I, and I guess the question I would have is what's next for you now that you've done this? What can you do to, I don't know if it's potentially fight this back or potentially keep letting your thoughts be heard on this if you are worried about your hometown um, in the sense that, that you feel kind of going the opposite way of the way that you want it to. What can you do, Krista? Oh, there's plenty, and it's being planned. I've Actually, the wheels have been turning in my head um, since the last election. I, I saw the direction council was going. Um, we lost a very good council member in that election who was very much a moderate uh, Republican, but like me, a moderate Um very uh, calm or calming our voice of reason and losing him. I watched the council start to what I would say deteriorate. I don't think it strengthened. It didn't strengthen for the good of this community. Um, I have been chatting with um, people. And again, I, I, it's not a knee jerk reaction. I've been working on this for a while. I've had things in my mind and it's time now to put them to paper to 
start educating our community as to the actual roles and responsibilities of elected officials. And that, that could be council, school board, township trustees. Um, I think some people just don't pay attention. It's not that they're dumb or, you know, that it's not they're uneducated, but they, for whatever reason, don't really think about what the leadership is doing until something like this comes up and then everybody's, you know, foaming at the mouth. I've had four different people reach out. We're going to start a group. You can't do it based on emotion. It has to be thought out, you know, planned. And I have something in the works. Uh, I have not discounted running again in the future, but the political climate has to change drastically before I will ever do it again. But um, we're going to work on that. You know, you mentioned something interesting there as Krista White is my guest now, retired uh, Lebanon City Council member southwest of here that's in the Cincinnati area for those that don't know. But uh, Krista, you mentioned something interesting before about how you felt that the city council had been hijacked. And, and I know you can only speak for Lebanon in this, but do you think that there are other small cities in the United States that might be facing some of the same things that you guys are? Oh, thousands. Um you know, and I'm not going to I'm not going to get into the higher political realm. Um, I, I can only speak to Lebanon. I, I do have friends that are up in the northern part of the state that are in you know similar counties to Lebanon. And you know, when I talked to you know, a couple of my camped with over the weekend, and I said, hey, you know, we've got you know Dayton's mayor is going to run for um, uh, governor, Nan Whaley, and if people will drop the party affiliate. And just look at what that woman has been able to accomplish in Dayton. I mean, in one year, they go from the Oregon District shootings to being, you know, horrible two tornadoes on Memorial Day two years ago. And what that woman has done as a leader is is phenomenal. Um, And I'm hoping – and when I talk to my friends from – they're up closer um, to Toledo. But uh, they're like, yeah, she'll never get the vote up here. Um, I said, well, but you have to try. And they said, well, we will. But I, I know it's not just Southwest Ohio. We do have a couple. Um, yeah, Butler County has a couple of um, very far. I'm just going to call them right wingers. That's what they are. Um, that play into this as well. So it's you know it, it's going to be a tough challenge. I mean, the state for the past 30 years has had Republican leadership, and um, and the Republican Party as a whole isn't bad. Neither is the Democrat. It, it just we can't go far left or far right either direction. Um, I don't want the far left to take over either. But at this point, we've got to figure out a way to get everybody in the middle. And uh, because this involves our economy, um, you know, as, as a council member, my job per our charters, we're supposed to oversee the management of the infrastructure, you know, the budget, public safety, those type things. Um, we're not we're not to allow emotions and personal, political, religious beliefs, things like that, to dictate how a city operates. And and that's all that happened last week. They took personal, political, and religious preferences and shoved it down the throats of an entire community, and it's not fair. Um, And it is happening all over. Um, And, you know, I have a daughter in Tennessee. Good grief. (laughs) You talk about – they they get to an extreme down there, but – you know, I don't know where we start, and again, I'm not trying to go above my local realm, but you got to start somewhere, and I think it does start at the local level. And I hope 
Um, if I've done it, I didn't do this to get all the attention I'm getting. Trust me, I just wanted to walk away and, and make, make it known that I wasn't going to have a part of it. Uh, it's evolved into its own life. Um, and I, I appreciate it. I, I didn't do it for the pats on the back. I didn't do it, you know, for people like you to reach out and say, hey, I mean, it's been kind of a surprise move. I, I figured, you know, nobody would pay attention to the fact that I've only had one council member even reach out to me since this took place. Wow. And that was Wendy Monroe, and she and I, you, you, you talk about being opposite into the spectrum, and she did support this. She's got very strong beliefs about abortion. Um, but she also, uh, I gained respect for her. We worked very well together to try to get a human relations commission started. We had uh, a young black man, um, 19-year-old, very neat kid, nice, nice, quiet kid. He was accosted downtown. Um by a couple of business owners that started with a guy on a motorcycle. He had a BLM mask on. He was walking around downtown wearing his mask, taking pictures. He's a photographer. And that spurred an onslaught of people, whether they were black, whether they were white that had black children or biracial. We we had an onslaught of people coming to our meeting saying, do something. Um, They asked for a simple resolution denouncing racism, and it got picked apart so bad by a couple people on our council. It was ridiculous. And that just, that, I think if we would have taken a stance to say we don't want to tolerate this and moved on, um, it would have been a start, but it became a fury then. And they said, you need something. So we worked, Wendy and I worked with a core group of people and came up with um, an ordinance. It was structured somewhat to like our Shade Tree Commission to where the structure of the commission wouldn't be foreign. But it would have been a, a, a working commission of residents who would have done some research to find out what our major problems are and then reached out to other cities that have HRCs and looked at best practices. And they were going to come together to try to build a stronger community. And it was destroyed the night of the vote. Um, I was accused of, uh, you know, it, and again, um, Doug Shope is the, the council member that brought the sanctuary city up he has i've endured little indirect lgbt hate from him the whole time i've been on um he in his little roundabout way said this was a um an attempt of a uh, certain lifestyle trying to hijack this to make moral people accept immoral lifestyles i mean it's crazy that the, the reasons they they used to fight this HRC, but yeah, Wendy has reached out. I haven't been able to talk to her because obviously I've been, I, I, I was on council. She actually reached out the next day to me. I mean, I was on camping trip, um, and I said, "Hey, Wendy, I'll get back to you." Um, and I think she and I can have a meaningful conversation. But hey. no one else on council has said squat to me, not even a text, nothing. And I think that speaks volumes. It's the voice of Krista Wyatt. She's a former city council member in Lebanon, Ohio. Uh, place with a population of a little over 20,000 people per the 2010 census and um, recently has become, I guess you could call it a sanctuary city for abortion. And I, I think it's interesting, um, Krista, because the, the thing that we're talking about here, it seems like all the problems that, that are being presented are a microcosm for what the problems are at a national level. And I, I just find that to be so interesting. I don't know if you've thought about that, and I'm sure you have, but... Um, to me, coming from someone who's in Canton, who's three hours away, that's fascinating to me. Yeah. 
Well, you no, know, it's pretty obvious. It's it's come from a national level. I mean, we had the uh, former man that was a president, uh, you know, a president do a rally here in our community, which, by the way, uh, we never received any funds for for the. Um, we spent. I, I would have to give with the city auditor. Um, I, I want to say it was somewhere around sixteen thousand dollars worth of overtime with our street department and our police, and it, that could have been a combined effort with sheriff deputies. I'm not sure what the total cost were. We we didn't get an ounce of reimbursement um, to provide the security that was required for that little visit. Um, I have people all the time asking me, did they ever pay for that? Did they ever pay for that? And the answer was no. Um, so that right there was kind of an eye-opening for a lot of people. Um, so, yeah, the the, um, the national level absolutely impacts it. The state level impacts it. Um, and like I say, I, I'm very much a moderate I'm a registered Democrat. Um, I kind of have to be. I'm a retired firefighter, um, founding member of the union in Lebanon, um, I, you know, union member, LGBT community member, female. I mean, I, you know, I just fit better with the Democratic Party. Um, but I also have guns. So, I mean, that upsets some of them. But but I don't have, you know, I have no assault rifles. I'll make that very clear. But um, um, it's hard to not say the national situation plays into it of course it does but i can't fix that unless i start locally and that's what i'm trying to do and i think if we can be successful and, and again it's a group of people that i've i've had to rein in a lot of people it's, and that's my approach to everything you know i ran fire scenes i couldn't get excited you had to be calm you have to look at what you're doing and make wise decisions you know to fix things and i think i'm using my fire command experience to Drive, drive what I want to do, and um, take the emotion out. Uh, it's hard to take my personal emotion out of it, but that's not going to do me any good to focus on that. Um, I have to focus on the big picture, and that's getting people educated as to what the roles and responsibilities are of their local elected officials. And, you know, just make people aware of, how the vote of this council impacts their daily lives. Uh, school board, you know, that's the same group that did this is is going after, is some of the people in the party are going after our school board. Um, one woman wants them, to, my understanding, wants them to take a more Christian approach to sex education. I, I'm assuming she doesn't understand that there's a state curriculum they have to go by, you know. Um, that's People jump and they want things done without realizing... You know, a school board's kind of limited to what they can really do. Um, the state has a lot of control over schools. Um, you know, so that's that's just should tell you a little more about this party um, or the faction of the party that's driving this. That um, you know, they and they don't want the uh, sixteen thirteen project mentioned um, when they're when they're teaching social studies. They're concerned that that's being taught. Um, I have a teaching degree, health, uh, phys ed, health, and history, and I can tell you when you're teaching history, you can't help but, you know, as a history, you know, having having that degree, you you throw some things in now and then, and, you know, they're not bad. You don't do anything harmful, but um, if a teacher has mentioned the 1613 project, then it's part, it's, it's something they feel that needs to be taught. Um whether or not that's permitted within the curriculum, I don't know, but I don't know why this woman is at the school board 
demanding to know if it's being taught. So there, there's a lot going on down here. Um, Mason, if you find anybody at the city of Mason, I, I have never watched one of their council meetings. I understand it is a just a beehive. Um, the city of Mason is turning purple uh, when you go to the polls. Um, that gives me hope for the rest of the county. But um, I, I, I really don't know what else to say. <laughs> Chris, I, I appreciate the time so much this morning. I, I think it's a fascinating discussion, and I'll, I'll keep your number in my phone and, and continue to reach out because some of the things that you're talking about here are things that we talk about on this show all the time. So I really appreciate you joining today, uh, former Lebanon City Council member and Krista Wyatt. Fascinating stuff, and uh, we'll talk again soon, okay? All right. Thank you so much, John. I, I appreciate your reaching out. Absolutely. Have a good one. Thanks. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. Krista Wyatt there. That goes larger than just Lebanon, for those that maybe didn't read between the lines on that. It does. And I, I had other plans for talking points, but I, I don't know. I mean, she just presented so many interesting things there that we talk about all the time that are happening at a national level. And here's 20,000 people in Lebanon who are experiencing all of those things. And it is a true microcosm for all of our problems in this country.